And hi again, everyone. This is the Hockey North Show podcast for Tuesday, April the 25th. And this is Randy Russell along with Brad Cacimilio. This is our final scheduled Hockey North Show podcast for the season. But we will be back intermittently throughout the spring and summer months, so stay tuned for that. We'll let you know when uh, when that happens uh, throughout the off-season of hockey. We do want to uh, begin, as we usually do, by acknowledging the many sponsors of the Hockey North Show podcast, including our host site, 45 Social, which is located at 117 Spring Street in the Sioux downtown. 45 Social is home to a men's clothing store, a barber shop, a bar and cafe, and Lucy Rowe Clean Beauty and Clothing. Little Caesars of Sioux, Ontario, also a major sponsor, with two locations in Sioux, Ontario, Churchill Plaza and Market Mall. Saldan Developments of Sioux St. Marie, we thank them for being a major sponsor this year, as we also thank real estate agent John Glavoda of Royal LePage. Buying or selling a home, you can list with John Glavoda. Just give him a call, 705-975-2975. The Croatian Corner, located at Bruce and Wellington in the Sioux downtown area. Good people over there, good food, check them out. Dr. Kevin Caruso, also a sponsor of the Hockey North Show. As are the, uh, as is uh, Northern Brewing, uh, fresh local craft beer, support local, support Northern, sorry, I choked up a little bit there thinking about that beer. Uh, Pinnacle Hockey Management, also a uh, sponsor of the Hockey North Show, as are Rowers Jansen and the Wine Barrel, located next to the Sault Ste. Marie Museum, family-operated place, a great place, uh, the Jansen people involved in that as the owners and operators. And the NOJHL, the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, also a trusted uh, sponsor of the Hockey North Show, as are the Sioux Eagles, uh, Blind River Beavers, Espanola Paper Kings, and Sudbury Cubs, none of whom are playing right now. Also from the Superior International Junior Hockey League, the Cam River Fighting Walleye, who are still playing. They're involved in the championship series with the Thunder Bay North Stars and the Dryden Ice Dogs. And as advertised, as promised, as threatened on the show tonight, as per usual, is Brad Cacimilio, the uh, sports editor from Sioux today here in Sault Ste. Marie and an all-around uh, good guy. How are you, man? <laughs> good, good. I always uh, I always enjoy listening to how many sponsors you have that have been around since before I was fired the first time. Yeah, well. Guys like Kevin Caruso and a lot of... A lot of great sponsors we have. We, we have a uh, lot of loyalty here, man. We really do. Absolutely, they're uh, definitely, uh, definitely always appreciated on our end. As is the producer Stephen Jansen. He used to have a co-producer, but I don't know where <laughs> she went to. Uh, she seems to have disappeared in the. Uh, the wine rack probably, somewhere probably back there. Probably figured Stephen was doing such a great job. Uh, that, yeah, hey, you know, you know we can what? Leave out of sight, out of mind, I guess, <laughs> as they say. And Brad, as we mentioned, the last scheduled show uh, for this season, but we will be back intermittently uh, throughout the spring and summer months and maybe doing it uh, from patio bars somewhere on locations here. Maybe we'll spread it around between 45 Social, Growers Jansen, Main Street, whatever. Depends on which cabbage they send my way. But uh, having said that, um, let's uh, talk about the recently um, held Ontario Hockey League uh, Priority Selections Draft to begin. Pretty good showing for the Northern Ontario Hockey Association, specifically the uh, Great North Under-18 Hockey League. 11 players selected, uh, 7 from the Sioux Junior Greyhounds, 3 from the uh, Sudbury U16 Nickel Capitals, and uh, 1 from the Timmins Majors. And the top pick uh, was Mason Cineroni. 
uh, third round selection. He goes from the Sioux to Sudbury, and the kind of a family reunion time coming yeah. up there, Brad, because. Uh, uh, Mason or Hudson Chitteroni. I always call him Mason. That's his older brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hudson Chitteroni. Let's get that straight. Mason's his older brother, a defenseman who plays in the Quebec Major yeah. Junior Hockey League. Anyway, Hudson Chitteroni's um, dad, Terry Chitteroni, not only played for the Sudbury Wolves for for four full seasons back in the, the late '80s, early '90s, but he was a team captain, and he's uh, one of the most revered players in Wolves franchise history. But uh, you know what? Uh, if you look at first and second round picks, and we can't say that we know a lot about maybe a lot of people from a lot of players from elsewhere besides the great north, but to me, just from what I saw this year, Brad, and I know you watched the, the league a lot this year too, uh, to me, Hudson Chitteroni is an absolute gem of a pick in the third round by Sudbury. Yeah, you know what, that's a, that's a good spot. I mean, and like you said, the family ties are obviously, you know, make for a nice, uh, a, a nice kind of background story in, in that regard, and you know, like you said, just a, a great hockey playing family between, uh, you know, between their dad and then, you know, Mason going out and playing with Acadie Bathurst in the Quebec League. And, you know, now Hudson's obviously going to get a, you know, a great opportunity. And, and There's a younger on the- one too, uh, Brock, I think his name is, uh, he's up and coming too, another of the uh, Chitteroni brothers. And uh, anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, it's it, you know what, it's great to see. And I mean, it'll be... Uh, I'll be curious to see how training camp goes for him now. I mean, obviously, as a, as a third round pick, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a, a relatively high expectation on him going into uh, going into training camp. And I, I, I would think that, you know, if he plays well, he's going to earn himself an opportunity to, uh, you know, to potentially start the year in, in Sudbury next year. And, um, you know, that's a team with, you know, they had a few older guys this year. So, you know, there's going to be some opportunities that'll be, uh, you know, potentially a good spot for him to, uh, to be next year. And if Hudson does not play there, the Wolves have an affiliation with the uh, Espanola Paper Kings of the uh, Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. And uh, they put a couple of players there this past season. Espinola did. Uh, goalie Drew Galton, who unfortunately for him got hurt. But then Connor Walton, uh, one of the twins that the Wolves drafted last year, he played quite a few games there this year. So that's a good affiliation that the Wolves have uh, with the NOJHL and the Espinola Paper Kings. And uh, six other players, Brad, from uh, the Sioux uh, going uh, to various teams around the OHL. I guess if you could call it a disappointment, and if you don't want to, I will. Kind of disappointed that seven players went from the uh, junior grounds to uh, various teams in the OHL, but uh, the Sioux grounds did not uh, see fit or have the opportunity or see the opportunity to uh, pick one of the players from uh, the U18 Hounds. To me, that's a disappointment. You know what I mean? For, from my end, and this is probably going to be the unpopular opinion, but I. I look at that, and I know we've we've discussed it on the show before. It's you know if it's the right spot, 100. percent You know, all things being equal, if you've got an opportunity to take a you know take a local kid, 100. percent I'm on board. But like for me, I I, I I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the idea, and I'm not trying to put words in a lot of people's mouths. But I wouldn't. I'm not a fan of the idea of taking a player just because he's a local kid. At the, at the major junior level, anyway. I mean, we're you know, if we're talking junior A, hundred percent. You know, if we're talking Thunderbirds, absolutely. Yeah, but there's more of a, there's more of a local tie. And, you know, it, for me, I, I if the Greyhound, if the Sioux Greyhounds have a third round pick and they're in a spot where you know potentially they could take uh, take Chitteroni, absolutely. If you know if he's there and he's considered, you know, if he's your best player available. And he's a local kid. One hundred percent, give the local kid the shot. But okay. you know, for me, I, I look at it as don't take the the guy just because he's a local kid. 
you know, for me, okay, it's... Okay, but seven of them went, and okay, you know what, I'll, um, that's your opinion, and that's cool, you're entitled to it, as everybody else is out there, man. But you know what, Chitteroni, okay, fine, in the third, third round, but the rest of the players all went seventh round or later. And you know what, okay, uh, Nathan McGuire goes seventh round to Flint, maybe the Hounds don't need a goaltender, but you know what, Declan Gallivan goes seventh round, defenseman, the North Bay. Uh, eighth round, uh, Brendan Cook goes to the uh, Flint Firebirds. Twelfth round, uh, there's young Candon O'Neill goes to the uh, uh, Saginaw Spirit. And there's a couple other players in there as well that went uh, from the Sioux. I just think that at some point, they could have got one of them, those seven. I mean, to me, that's... I'm, and I'm not saying that they erred. And I'm not saying that they should draft a local player for the right. sake of drafting them. But somewhere from rounds 7 to 15, six local players, you would think the Greyhounds would get one I, I 100% I get it. And, you know, for me, I, I I guess in that type of situation, I would wonder, you know, where do the Greyhounds have these guys ranked, you know, in comparison to where they went? Because it might be a situation yeah. where, you know, maybe they've got, a, you know, a kid ranked a little later than where he ends up going, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe in that situation, you know, maybe if they've got a local kid ranked, say, around later than he ends up going, well, you know, okay, it, that, it, uh, it sucks. I mean, I, I get it. You can it. miss I, one, you can miss two, you can miss three, you can miss four, you can miss five, but six and seven, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one who uh, buys into what people say on social media that don't attach their names to what they say. Absolutely. I'm not one for this mass uh, response of, uh, you know what, they should have drafted a player from the Sioux, they owe their fans, whatever. No, 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 no. I'm a bit with you on the fact that I'm good with ch- the missing Chitteroni. The, you yeah. know, that they were... The, Especially in that situation. Sudbury got them the third round. Yep. The Sioux did not have a third. You're 100% correct. But somewhere along the line from uh, rounds... 7 to 13 or 14, whatever it was, that uh, the local kids went. I think they kind of got one of those kids. I mean, the Flint Firebirds did draft three players from the Sioux. Yeah. Uh, you know what? They've got a head scout from the Sioux, uh, Mike Oliverio. They took uh, the goaltender, Maguire, in the seventh round. They also uh, took uh, uh, Cook in the uh, in the eighth round. And then they took Ryland Fellinger, I think, yeah. in the 13th round or whatever. Speaking and you of know hockey-playing families Speaking in the of, area. Yeah, they've, the Greylands drafted the other two brothers before. And uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. The, anyway, I, I'm just thinking that, you know what? And, and you know, I mean, you can say, well, the fans don't make the calls. But you know what? You should appease the fans at some point. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that in the late rounds, you take a suit kit because he's a suit kit. If he's eligible to be drafted, if some other team sees fit to, to draft him, I think you do owe it to your fans to take a local kid. I really do. The Sudbury Wolves uh, often do, most often do. And again, uh, it's just my opinion. I mean, no, for sure. my opinion is not right any more than yours is right or wrong. I'm just thinking, you know what? Like, you, you, you can take a player because he's local. If he's eligible, you can take him, especially in the late round. Yeah, and, and you know what? I get it. And I, it, like you hit it on the head. I don't think there's a you know there's a perfect way or a right way or a wrong way to approach it. I mean, you know, you mentioned the Sudbury Wolves. Yeah, they the Sudbury Wolves 100% have a history of you know it's, it's more so in later rounds taking yeah, yeah you know, taking, the, and that's my point. That's my point. The later and, rounds. And, 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 I, and I get it, but I mean the Sudbury Wolves also haven't had a ton of 
recent success either. And, you know, their, their draft success, I don't know necessarily that, you know, in the higher rounds, it's, you know, whether they're taking guys like David Goyette and, you know, their higher round guys have been, you know, pretty darn good. But, um, you know, they... Sudbury doesn't hit in the later rounds. Not that, not that it's easy to hit a lot in the later rounds in the OHL draft because there's 300 kids that get drafted every year. But um, you know, I mean, I, I will say that the you know the Browns seem to have done a good job in later rounds oh, over yeah. the years too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. no, that's not know, my point at all. They have done no, a good sure. job in later rounds, and I've said that on this show more than once. Kyle Raftis has hit some balls, maybe not out of the park, but he's hit some balls down the line for, for extra bases. doubles and triples, for And sure. the late rounds, yeah, I'm just thinking, that, you know what, it'd be nice to see some local flavor on the team, and i just going to go back to what I said a few minutes ago. I think yeah. you do, at some point, have to appease the fans in certain areas, and if that's a late-round pick, so be it. And I've said my piece on that, and that's all there is to it, and you're not allowed to speak anymore on the subject because <laughs> we're moving on to uh, something else right now, and that is Brad Cacimilio. The Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League in the championship series. Now down to a best two out of three between the Timmins Rock and the uh, Sioux Thunderbirds. And it's been a good series so far. Uh, the Sioux taking uh, one game up in Timmins out of the two. Timmins coming back to take one out of the two in the Sioux here, including a big win last night. So now it's down to a two out of three. And uh, hey, may the best team win. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think this has been a. This has been in some ways the way we expected the yeah. series to go I mean we talked about it we expected it to be a close series right we through. expected the previous series to go this way too and, and they haven't gone this we, way we yeah. finally got a series yeah. that went the way we didn't were hoping didn't go in four or five <laughs> games jeez for sure I, I think the only I don't want to say I, you know maybe that surprised me a little bit is like you know I, I, I look at game four where it's a 7-4 game I don't think I would have expected as much as both teams have some offense I don't think I ex- I would have expected a seven four game yeah. in that series, but there uh, were a couple of empty net goals in there and some late yeah. goals. But uh, you know what though, both teams like I I watched game three uh, live at, uh, at at the rink. I, I watched game four on hockey TV last night, but that game three yeah. was end to end the entire game. You know Absolutely, what? those are two great. those are two well coached, uh, well skilled teams, and it was back and forth. And you know what? Timmins got off the bus and they went to play and you know what I question whether maybe they should have come to town the night before but they sure did come to play last night with, with the day with the day in the soup plus some good food for Main Street Cafe and the yeah. Sioux's downtown I'm sure that helped immensely but you know it's been a good series Absolutely. and now it's a two out of three and uh, Timmins has a uh, home ice advantage back including game five uh, tomorrow night uh, Wednesday in Timmins where you can probably expect uh, 1500 or so fans there but you know what? Back to the games here in the Sioux, they announced the attendance at whatever, 300, 350, whatever it is. The Rhodes is not that big of a rink and not that good of a rink either. <laughs> anyway, but uh, not good sight lines or whatever, but the bar upstairs is packed, whatever else. Dude, Brad, you know what? There, there was a lot of energy at that game and there were a lot of people that I haven't seen at a Thunderbirds game before that were there. They're, they are the game in town right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's great I just to wonder see. why they didn't move these games to the... Uh, Maybe not the GFL, but the, the Northern Community you, Center. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Because, you know, and especially in a situation like that, you've got a little more in terms of a, a capacity limit. Yeah. And, you know, let's face it, like you said, they drew two real good crowds yeah. for those games. And, you know, it's it's great to see. And, you know, like you said, I, I, I don't know that the GFL Memorial Gardens would have been the right spot, but definitely, yeah. you know, definitely the new Community Center in the West yeah. End probably would have been a, a I, good spot. For I, don't, I don't like the atmosphere for Junior A hockey at the Gardens, at the gardens yeah. because, you know what, 
if you get a thousand people there, it's still some it's still like a cavern, yeah. Abso- absolutely, you need you know it comes across what, as a bad crowd because the, the too many empty seats. It does. And, and you know that's where that's where you know the new facility comes in in a you know in a real good spot because it's you know it, I feel like that's kind of the capacity in there is just right just right for a junior A team like the Thunderbirds where you know you get into these you know big series where. You know, even if it's a series where it's, you know, Sioux, Michigan, you know, the Sioux Eagles against the Sioux Thunderbirds, mm-hmm. where, you know, or teams that, that travel well, Blind River, you know, Hearst fans travel real yeah. well, especially in the playoffs. You know, you have them in a little bigger facility where, you know, maybe you draw, instead of drawing 300 or whatever it is at the at the roads, you might get six, five, fifty, you know, 550, 600 at the at Brad, the you and I have been to the Polar Stadium years back when... Yep. Thunderbirds and Eagles played in the playoffs. We saw a lot of games and sat close uh, to one another. And uh, a thousand fans in there seemed like about thirty thousand fans. That was electric. Hundred percent, it does. You get you get that type of crowd in the right type of facility, and it's wild. The whole game was like wild. Yeah, absolutely. And and from you know from the second the warm up started, not even you know to take into account from puck drops. We had a thousand fans at those games. They probably sold them with three thousand beers. <laughs> I drank a few of them. I I, I supported the economy over in Sydney. Well, of course, you're yeah. you're there. Why not? Yeah, well, you didn't. But uh, that's another matter. You being the cheap Italian that you are. But this is the Hockey North Show podcast. Randy Russell along with. Uh, Brad Cacimilio. This is our last official show of the season, but we will be back intermittently. It's my new word. Uh, you say it like the, I say the, the producer probably going to say, use the word intermittently three times. Now. <laughs> I don't have my book of synonyms over here to find out another word for it. So, Anyway, Brad, let's move over for just a bit because we don't want to get people too excited, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are up three games to one with an epic comeback last yeah. night. Uh, Usually they're on the other side of that. Uh, third period, down 4-1 to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they come back to tie it up and win it in overtime. And I'm not sure what's happened to Vasilevsky, the goaltender for Tampa Bay. I'm just thinking maybe he wants to go back home soon. I, I'm not sure. But you know what? Uh, I will give due credit to the Leafs, Leafs if they win Game 7. If, it goes, okay, if they win the series, fine. But they still haven't won the series. And we do know that Toronto has a propensity of... Not winning games yeah. seven or six. I mean, yeah. they have won three out of four, yeah. but there's a reason why it's called uh, best of seven, and there's a reason why uh, that uh, game seven victory is not often shown in Toronto Maple Leaf <laughs> history <laughs> stories. Yeah, yeah usually, maybe, it's, maybe in usually it's game seven Toronto Maple Leafs L. <laughs> <laughs> or game six or five yeah. or four. Anyway, we'll give credit to them. Oh, for sure, and you know what? They've they've earned it. Um, you know, I I, I feel like you know I, I feel like game five. Sheldon Keith looks like he's about seventy five yeah. years old. Yeah, Sheldon, Sheldon Keith looks like he's aged more than a year between the time he left here to when he joined the Leafs. But uh, that that's a series that and I, I said this to someone else earlier today that you all, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game five, as much as it's an elimination game for Tampa, losing you're done. Game five is almost more important for the Leafs because with their history, yeah, if they don't win game five, especially for some of those guys that have been around a little bit and they've been through the then you got to go to Tampa for game six. You got to go back to Tampa for game six. It gets in your head a little bit, and you've got the Toronto media saying, "Ah, another choke coming up, another choke job," and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're in a position. God forbid they lose games five and six. Yeah. If they lose game five, they still have a legit shot to win the series. If they lose game six, oh. I'll say it right now, if they lose game six, they lose that series. 
If that series gets to seven games, I'll say it right now that they're going to end up losing that series. Okay, so if they lose game five and game six and game seven, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to cheer out loud, but I'm going to giggle. <laughs> I, you know what? Admittedly, I may do both. I may cheer a little bit just because it's like, you know what? It's typical leaf disappointment, yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna giggle also because it's typical leaf disappointment. Oh, I've got the giggles all. I've got them <laughs> taped, man. I've got them taped. Okay, Brad, let's uh, just carry on a bit before we wind up this show for this uh, uh, last edition of the uh, regular season or, or of the season, I guess if you want to call it, for the Hockey Nerd Show podcast. And again, just to repeat, uh, this is our final sh- scheduled show, but we'll, we'll be back intermittently. Uh, throughout the uh, summer, we're going to pick some different there's locations. The, there's a, there's, a, there's I, that I word wanna, again, too. I, I want inter- I know that's my favorite <laughs> word. I, I, I researched it today and I even pronounced it properly. Yeah. Uh, before I had a beer, I pronounced it properly anyway. <laughs> but uh, we're going to pick some pick some new locations. Maybe go to Brewers Jansen for one yeah, outside for sure. of the patio out there and uh, go to uh, Main Street and spread it around a little bit it's downtown. A lot of, and let's face it, there's a downtown. Sure. Same area. There's a lot of great patios downtown. I give there credit are. to the you know give credit to the businesses and yeah. you know in the downtown corner. Brewers Jansen. It has a great patio. You know, they, they, they Main Street, the Northern patios. Breweries has a good Absolutely. Yeah. it's You know, it's great to see, and it's good to see the, you know, it's good to see, like, City Council. And, I mean, I know we're a hockey show, and it feels weird talking. Don't, you know, give, any, like, don't give anything. Don't say anything nice about City Council, please. I, the, the only good thing they do don't, is don't don't don't, the don't, 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 don't get yourself fired. You're, you've come this far. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything good about City Council. Wait. Someone, did someone else just walk in that I didn't notice? Uh, yeah, talking there he is over there. Fired. He just came from the UP uh, Correctional Center up there and uh, somewhere down in the UP. But, uh, yeah, Brewers Jensen. Plus, we have a hook at Brewers Jensen, too. Abs- I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. partial yeah, hook at least, whatever. Yeah. Family-run business, great place. We, we think, as Fantas- far as we know, fa- he likes us. Fantastic like, producer. Uh, do we get that tab going here, Steve? Are we getting close here? Are we getting close? We get, uh, I'll talk to Josh anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll talk to Josh's wife. She probably calls the shots. Right. <laughs> okay, so what do you see back to the NOJHL? What do you see happening with uh, uh, games, uh, the rest of the series between the Sue and Timmons? Uh, I'm thinking that the home, the home ice advantage is real yep. for Timmons. Uh, but you know what, though? If the Sioux somehow goes into Timmins in Game 5 and wins it, yeah. I can't see Timmins coming back and winning here in Game 6. Yeah. If uh, Timmins wins at home, I can see the Sioux taking it Game 6, seven. then taking it yeah. to 7. Then you flip a coin there in Game 7. Yeah. And, and then it's going to be who scores the first goal, who gets off to the good start. Yeah. But, Absolutely, yeah. and you know if you're if you're the Thunderbirds, I mean, let's face it, we you know we all know Timmins draws very well, especially yeah. in playoff time. So, you know, if you're the Thunderbirds going into game, well, there's five, nothing that's... else to do in Timmins except <laughs> shovel snow. Yeah, shovel I, snow I mean, and watch hockey. When I when shovel I, snow to watch, go to work and then go to work to go watch hockey. Hundred percent. And you know what? Whenever I leave Timmins, I've said this before publicly to people I know from Timmins. When I leave Timmins, whether it's February, March, whatever, come over to the suit. We live in a snow belt. Yeah. I mean. We live in northeastern Ontario. Absolutely. When I leave Timmins to come back to the Sioux, when I'm here, I think I'm in Boca Raton compared to Timmins. I mean, That's what we say when we leave Sudbury to come back to the Sioux now that I think no, about we, it. No, when we leave Sudbury, we just say that we have fresh air now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> too. It's a... Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I look at Tim. Oh, we like, have a sponsor for the Hockey North Shore from Sedbridge. Yeah. Strike that statement. Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I apologize. <laughs> Just blame it on me. Yeah, yeah, you said it, Brad. I never said it. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, game five is going to obviously, the start, if you're the Thunderbirds, the start's going to be huge because you know there's going to be a massive crowd there. You know they're going to be right into it from 
probably drinking bef- beer up yeah, top. Too. Probably, but they're going to be right into it from before warm-ups. Um, you know, so you, you need a good start. Take the as cliche as it is. Take the crowd out of it early. Don't let the crowd get too into it. And you know, then maybe you're going to then you're going to give yourself. You, you a obviously good shot. haven't seen a crowd in Timmins. No, you, for you, sure. You can't take those people it, out of anywhere. It, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I guess. And, and I guess the better way to put that would be take them out as much as you can because yeah. you know they're never completely. Not very here. much. No. It's. Uh, I mean, but like we we said before, one of the great junior A rings to yeah. to to watch a McIntyre game and just because arena, of yeah. you know just because of that atmosphere. It's just absolutely outstanding and. You know, for again, if you're Timmins, it's you know it's a complete opposite. You want everything to have that crowd as amped up, as hyped up as possible. Because let's face it, the louder and crazier that fan base is, gotta play that song. We will, yeah, we will rock you. Yeah, the be- the better it is for you because you're feeding off that adrenaline, right? And you know, I I agree with you. I mean, that's uh. You know that's a that's going to be a tough spot if you're Timmins. That's a tough spot if you lose that game at home. Oh yeah. I don't. I I I'd be. I don't want to say shocked that it would go to seven if they lost game five, but like they would be in I'd be very surprised. very tough. And um, I'm just going to wrap it up by saying yeah. may the best team win. And Absolutely. you know what? Uh, I like both teams. I like the uh, uh, head coaches from both teams, and uh, that's so. We'll see what happens. They're be good a people. Good rep the Centennial yeah. Cup. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, We'll just see what happens between uh, Timmins Rock and the Sioux Thunderbirds. Again, game uh, six, no, game five in uh, Timmins on Wednesday. Game six back in the Sioux on Sunday. If it goes to a game seven, it's in Timmins next Tuesday. So let's wrap this up. Red, it's been great having you on all year, man. I enjoyed every week here with you, and uh, almost every week. (laughs) And uh, great having Stephen Jansen here. And again, thanks to all of our sponsors who... uh, I brought the show uh, to our listeners every week, including 45 Social, uh, Little Caesars, Seldan Developments, John Glavoda of Royal LePage, The Croatian Corner, Dr. Kevin Caruso, Northern Superior Brewing, Pinnacle Hockey Management, Rowers Jansen and the Wine Barrel, the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, the Sioux Eagles, Wine River Beavers, Espinola Paper Kings, Sudbury Cubs, Cam River Fighting Walleye and Dryden Ice Dogs, and mostly we thank our good friend, Stephen Jansen for being a superlative host and for always making sure that we don't use the same word more than once. Although I, I notice when we say thank you to him, he never says, you thank me too many times. <laughs> yeah, thank you is not one word that we use too often for him. No, what? We use it too much. We're always well, thanking him. We, we use it too much, but he's never going to say we use it too no, much. Well, no, he, no, yeah, he, he, he corrects yeah. everything else, but yeah. can you say thank you to me one more time, guys? Anyway, this is Randy for Brad. Thanks again for a great season, folks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.